0: Good evening and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. This is Winners and Losers, and it's myself, Gav, and young Andrew Young. Young Andrew Young, um, this evening. Um, we were meant to have Dicko with us, but something, um, way more important has come up for Dicko, so he's had to go off and uh, look after that. So, Andy, it's just me and you. We're gonna try keep the tangents to a minimum and um, the random chats mm. to a minimum. <laughs> um, but we do know that Dicko wanted to talk about Aston Villa. And he wanted to talk about Everton. So we're going to touch on Aston Villa, but we're definitely going to talk Everton. You want to mm. talk about any potential investment um, from FSG or whatever um, is good for Liverpool Football Club. I mean, you want to talk about Cueve and Keller because you think it's a shame that mm. such a prospect will probably not stay at Liverpool because he has mm. probably the best goalkeeper the club's ever seen in front of him. Have I covered enough there? Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Done good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Good stuff. We can talk about anything. near on to understand as well.
0: Yeah, um, it could end up anywhere, it really could. Um, But look, this is Winners and Losers. If you're watching, um, hit the like button, it helps, the thumbs up and all that. Um, If you're watching and you haven't subscribed, do so. The show's literally every day of the week at this stage. Um, We're going to be bringing you quizzes and drafts and watch-alongs for the World Cup uh, to keep us all entertained. We're going to have loads of fun during the World Cup. Um, And we'll drop Liverpool stuff in there if there is any news, like if Andy puts a bid in for the club, um, we'll be the first to know about it. Um, but let's start, Andy. Dicko wants to talk Aston Villa. And I think, <laughs> why are you laughing at?
1: Just, just, uh, I was just thinking about what Dicko was going to say. But go yeah.
0: on. Well, Dicko wanted to talk about Aston Villa because he, he, he mentioned me early. winners are Aston Villa, who are now um, our biggest rivals for that Europa League spot. All right. That's just yeah, Dicko that's, being. That's what Dicko, I was laughing at. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, but he wants to touch on Villa, I suppose, because he has them as, as, as his winners of the week because they've got to win away at Brighton. Um unai Emery has come in, they've beaten Manchester United in the league, they've beaten they've beaten Brighton, so he's off to a good start. And you know, we're going to talk about everything a little bit later. And Lampard is the under pressure, whatever it might be, but it just like the whole managerial bounce is is extraordinary, isn't it? Because like Villa were fucking appalling three games ago. Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is real. It uh obviously with Jarna going it. I would have wanted them to fail completely, Uh, but look, Emery's come in, a fantastic manager, they're getting results, interesting to see how long it lasts, I'm actually going over to Villa and Arsenal in February, I think it's February or March. They're
0: going to Villa against
1: Arsenal? (coughs) Hmm, yeah, just got an invite over. From who? Ah, when Gerrard was there. (laughs) (laughs) And what, the invite still stands? Still stands, yeah, well I'm going anyway, so. Um, no yeah, i going to go over and take Are him And what you going to do? you going to walk in and go, where's Stevie? Yeah, yeah, I'll be looking for him. Hopefully he turns up. Yeah, he's he at Liverpool at the weekend. Yeah, seeing that, that was good. That was yeah. good. I'd love to see him back there just on the coaching staff or something, you know. Where? Villa? At Liverpool.
0: No, no. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't, Andy. Just pretend are you, are you, all on, that other stuff on, on. never happened. We could
1: just pretend it all never happened. <laughs>
0: okay, and <then> just... <laughs> all right. Let me ask you out straight, right? Let's not beat around the bush here. Are right. you still hoping at some stage Stephen Gerrard would be Liverpool manager? Yeah, and I am, yeah. I, I knew you were. Because you know yeah. what? The romantic in you just thinks, i would be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I don't what? think it'll happen. I think...
1: Mm. I, a more bet into the idea of Alonso coming now I think that's that's equally as romantic well,
0: he's the latest one isn't he because he's gone from mm. was a Sociedad to Leverkusen, and then apparently yeah it was Sean he was only saying to me the other day he said they're playing decent football um, yeah yeah they got off they
1: got off to a couple of wins I think at the beginning and uh, was it let the go they played uh, can't remember anyway uh, but look, look it's it's a uh, It'd be amazing just to have Alonso back at the club in any in <laughs> any form. Just so your back to you. <laughs> yeah, but like, Mascherano, you, Torres, you, what Suarez, what the whole gang. Him, Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. I'd love it to work out that uh, Pep uh you know, meets the standard that it would, you know, to take over. But he said, "There's a certain quarter of Liverpool's supporters that seem they're to really torn against him, and it's probably going to make that very
0: difficult." Because of the book,
1: yeah, yeah, it's so odd, you know. But,
0: but we can. <clears throat> I said it before. Pep Linders doesn't write a book, and everyone else in world football reads it and goes, "Oh, oh, we did never knew anything about this about what Liverpool do." It's, it's
1: oh yeah, not... no, there this? There was this uh, notion that uh, he was giving away all the trade secrets.
0: Yeah, Well he's not, because like, no. Uh, there's no secrets in how f- Liverpool play football. I Never mean, you just all. have to look. You just, just have to look. Just watch them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, But look, we've touched on Villa and we've just gone on about Liverpool getting all the old players back into the coach and stuff. Come here, did yeah. you see the video today? The Christmas video from Liverpool? Yeah, it was lovely. No, I'd say I loved that because yeah. you were one of the first people I thought of when I seen it, especially when Aldo and all sticks that head out of the dugout. Mm. I thought Andy would love that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm so disappointed that I didn't get a little invite myself. Right. <laughs> Well, yeah would have loved that just to be there you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> well just would you like them to be playing with them
1: no with the with the uh, the training ground being empty and all that yeah. you know would have
0: okay. been nice well maybe just for next Christmas a few top reds yeah a few top top reds versus bottom reds yeah. like five side no top top reds and a few of the legends come back like rushy oh, and okay. all that right. great. and then and then you'll probably come back from the weekend going I just hope I can get around to the, the coaching staff here because you're everyone's yeah. going on the coaches that they level quality but yeah. look um. It was a brilliant video Uh John says a uh, brilliant video he said he also said he seen me on the Anfield rap yeah I had a great time with them and I got a Guinness in a glass instead of a plastic cup which was um, I nicely. have
1: seen you getting given out on Twitter about it
0: oh, I got given out on Twitter mm, given oh. out to
1: boy who someone says uh someone on Twitter said that you are very bold for going on with them because like they're all into FSG and oh. that's a bit yeah yeah torn coat now
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Um, now are just lads that enjoy a point and talk about football. Like, uh, yeah,
1: there's decent, la- decent lads that support Liverpool, and you know, yeah, it's true
0: true. Come here if if you can't have a point with someone because they go and watch the match. Like, well, what, what am I meant to do? Mm. Um, but mm. I I didn't see the giving out. But sorry, um, I'll send I'll send it to you later. Uh, no, it's a. No, it was a really nice weekend. Sorry, before we go on on the weekend, right? did you see the
1: video of them? Um, with that lad uh, that's moved to Liverpool. Um, oh, in the Dovetail
0: Towers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was deadly, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah. yeah, and while we're on them, they're bringing out a, a Jürgen Klopp documentary. I think it's a five-part documentary, which looks like it'll be excellent as well. But on my weekend, because um, I, I, I didn't really talk about it before I went, but i done loads of work while I was over there, Andy. It wasn't all just you were drinking saying, yeah. and messing, right? i said it was a good bit of that as well. Yeah, there was a good bit of drinking and messing, and there was a brilliant singer on uh, in Liverpool one night, and it was brilliant. Um, but um, I did do, I did record some videos with some content creators in Liverpool, which I'm going to bring out over the next week. Um, so watch out for them. The fortune one should be out tomorrow. Um, but it was really good to talk to them. 20-25 minutes with most of them. Um, I asked them ten random questions at the end as well, just to get that in there. Um, but. I want to give a shout-out to um, May Duncan's is where I stayed in Liverpool. I want to give them a shout because uh, pre- and post-match, they're about a five, six-minute walk from Anfield on the way back into town. Um, I stayed there. They have rooms upstairs. The pub is great. Um, the locals are brilliant. The drink is great. Is the pub called May Duncan's? May Duncan's is the name of the pub. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they have rooms upstairs, really, really good rates. Rooms are clean, roast and hot showers. Um and that's all I look for when I go away. Clean room with a roast, mm. not shower. So I want to give them a shout-out because I on Saturday, I done not pre-match, post-match in May, because I didn't go anywhere else Saturday night, and I had an absolutely brilliant time. So if you're going over to Liverpool, you're looking for somewhere to stay with friendly locals that'll have a drink with you. Liverpool and Everton, France, by the way. Um, mm. Check them out. Um, if you go on, if you type in May Duncans into Google, you'll get their contact details and all. They are spot on. And... um we done some golf simulator stuff as well, um, but I don't think it was calibrated properly. I'm just going to throw, throw it out there. But Where did you do that? I've done that in a place called On The Green. It's in Liverpool 1. It's up on the terrace yeah. in Liverpool 1, right up the top of oh, all the restaurants good. there. Yeah. And this is a golf simulator with four bays, full bar, mm. music on, golf on the telly. Absolutely brilliant. done three or four hours there yesterday, which was... Um, a great way to spend, you know, your day before you come home. Yeah. Who did you do that way? Um, I was there with Alex from the Cop TV for an hour or two, right. and then I was on my own for an hour or two. But I was playing different courses, uh, yeah, target practice, all, all sorts of stuff, and it was it was really really good. So if you're in Liverpool, check out um on the green as well because like I think it was a ten or an hour for me, you know. Mm. And I you got,
1: really have to look after yourself, don't
0: you? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I I deserve it. <laughs> You do, you do. What do you want me to do? Just go to the airport at nine in the morning, sit there and be flying at nine at night? No, no. no right. you right. You're dead right. You're dead right. I treated myself right. It I'm going to go in there now and I'm over next. Um, where are we going? Villa. Oh, okay. Uh, so, Queevey and you, you want to speak about him?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, on, throw um, so. Well, the loser is is Irish Liverpool fans, I suppose. Like, right. look, we're we're doing this winners and losers show quite a while, and I'm still, I'm still not really clear in the rules. I just see the bend bend the rules for me, loser, winner, all the time. Uh, but now, with the context uh, about it is, we're gonna lose out on a, a ten year, you know, mainstay player represented the club when when uh, Kelleher eventually has to make his move. Um, I think we're absolutely blessed in every way possible to have, uh, Allison at the club and Kelleher at the club. They're both, they're both brilliant people. They're both brilliant goalkeepers. Um, but there's not a chance in the world that Kelleher is going to be able to stay and be second fiddle. Um, he's serving an unbelievable apprenticeship there under, uh, as under understudy, but I just can't picture him staying like, you know, for the next like, five or six years while Allison is going to be number one. Um, I think if and when we do sell him there has to be some sort of a clause as creative as possible to make sure that there's a a chance that they get get him back because he's the makings of being an unbelievable goalkeeper and it's a lot of it's down to the coaching there a lot of it's down to being surrounded by the the best goalkeeper in the world Um, and probably the best goalkeeper we've ever had and it's it's such a shame, like you know, because the Irish connection there with Liverpool. Like when we all start supporting the Reds, like we'd so many Irish players there for years and years, and it'd be it would have been magnificent to have a have a player there for so long representing the club. Um, but you know, I think um, you know, we're gonna lose out as Irish fans to have that sort of player there for so long. Um, and it'd be my first heartbreak since Torres left. Uh when Keller has to go, I have to say I love him.
0: You know what? Um when you look at Keller and, and you know the whole Irish link and Liverpool and stuff like that, I think you're bang on. You know, when we see an Irish player come through at Liverpool, we we really have that extra hope, don't we? That um, mm. you know, they'll do great and be in the forced team and they'll be you know banging goals or the top defender, wherever they might be. In this case he's a goalkeeper, and you know, I don't think he's ever let us down. Ever. Mm. I, I can't remember a game where you go, oh, Keller has been appalling there. You know, and he's won more penalty shootouts than any other keeper in Liverpool's history, which is mm. just insane, right? Um, On the Irish front, he has Gavin Bazzuno there as well. And Gavin Bazzuno is a fantastic goalkeeper. People are saying he was poor for Liverpool's goal at the weekend, but it was just one of those that wrong footed him. Um, but he makes yeah. an unbelievable save um, at the feet of... F- f- for, Firmino after a brilliant move Liverpool mm. and makes another one from Salah where it looks like yeah. Salah's tapping in and he's a brilliant goalkeeper and listen yeah. one still go, young one very young from, as well
1: 21
0: one. is he? yeah yeah he's so young yeah. like he's, he's ridiculous and yeah. and he's a brilliant brilliant goalkeeper but so is Kelleher and you know people are going oh Kelleher won't go in the Ireland team because of Bizzouna Bizzouna could go through a bad patch right he could end up mm. not on the Southampton side he could he could get injured whatever and, you know yourself a player comes in and, and wins a spot and it's hard to take it off them with Liverpool though, and you, you've mentioned the word their apprenticeship because he's never been sent out on loan. He's been with the mm. he's been with the squad I think since probably two thousand and I'd say nineteen, right? Where he's just literally being Alice beside Allison. Even if he's not in squad, he's just learning from Allison, and he's literally a clone of him. Everything he does, the catching, distribution, how good he is with his feet, you he's know, better with his feet. He, he's just so mm. so good, and yeah. look. When you look at a player like that, he's probably looking at his international prospects. He's probably looking at playing football. But I think the, I think when we look at this, Andy, is there a way where we can get him football but not lose him completely? Like, a, like Jono says, they're a buyback. Someone else has a two-year loan. But does a two-year loan work, Andy? Because in two years' time, he could go off and be brilliant for someone with two years and come back. And Alisson's still there being unbelievable because mm. Alisson makes a save at the weekend and genuinely... I just couldn't get my head around the fact that he saved that from Shay Adams. Like he could still be there in two years, and, and he I comes guess. back into um, he comes back into a guy that's still probably in his prime. Yeah, look, if Allison wasn't so good,
1: like if Allison was only marginally better, you know what I mean? Like you'd be saying, "I nearly, I nearly just do away with Allison just to keep out You know, to just to have that Irish player there. But Allison is so, so good. You know what I mean? Um two year long with Dortmunds yeah that, you, you know you get a good um, get good experience in Germany and playing the Champions League as well that'd be excellent uh, but we still need a sub goalkeeper as well don't we
0: yeah but y- you see you have to remember Andy we do need a sub goalkeeper but usually sub goalkeepers are like Adrian right that's yeah. usually your, your sub goalkeeper like who's United sub hmm. goalkeeper you know who's, it, who's oh, it? Henderson Henderson Ah, Probably Henderson's a bra- forest. Ah, oh, well, they, yeah, well he was their their sub goalkeeper. Yeah, he keeper. was a sub goalkeeper, yeah. right? But mm. you look at Arsenal, who's a sub goalkeeper. they some American fella I think mm. they brought mm. in, right? Queven Keller for me, and, and Phil has said a loads, in fairness to him. Phil said, listen, he's a top six goalkeeper. Mm. right? I don't think United or Arsenal's or Spurs goalkeeper is a top six goalkeeper. Look, like, I'd have Queven Keller and go ahead of Hugo Lloris." Every day of the fucking week. Because mm. Hugo Lloris is rash. I don't think he's the best shot stopper. And that's the level we're at, Andy. I know we need a, a sub-goalkeeper. But heat at his age, the maturity he's shown, the big saves in games and also from penalties, he's not a backup goalkeeper, Andy. He's just progressed no. that well from learning yeah. from a fucking master of his craft. He's just not a backup goalkeeper.
1: Yeah. I, I think, like, you know the comments are on the right track there. If there was a way of loaning them, well, not even loan, but selling them with a buyback clause, and so you're not you're not going to sell him to a top club. You're going to sell him to someone mid-table or whatever, or someone in a different country. And that he always has this, um, you know, career path back to Liverpool. If that's what he wants, you know, he has to. He probably has to understand that the minutes are going to be fairly limited unless Alisson gets an injury, unless Allison himself wants out. Um, players just sometimes want to move on for whatever reason you have a man there um, that did that for no particular reason um, but you know I would, ha- I would hate to lose Allison and Kelleher's gone do you know what I mean um, and there's no there's no comeback
0: I think uh, Madge Apple says Kepa has been chosen as goalie this season so far for a few pundits absolute madness Kepa would you fucking stop it? Yeah, um, mm. absolutely. Well, that's two goalkeepers at Chelsea good goalkeepers. Um, yeah. but like, I don't know. Like, I, I let listen. I'd love them to stay, and and they're like, look, you're the backup goalie, and you play all the league cup, you play all the the, you know, the FA cup. But is it enough for them? I don't think it is. I think, he, um, he, like, it's brilliant. The penalty shoot out the other day, right? But he's probably looking going going, oh, just come on and done fucking excellent again there. He's scoring a yeah. penalty shootout. Yeah, he's you
1: know scoring mean? a penalty shootout. It... Yeah, and he, like his his turret save was like I was I'm not even missing. It's one of the best saves and a penalty I've ever seen. Oh, he's dived and it's like it's like... you've seen yeah, you've seen those overhand saves like into the top corner with a header or something, you know, moving a bit slower and uh, and they always look very spectacular. But I've never really seen one like that on a from a penalty.
0: Um no, I just thought it was the reaction yeah. is unbelievable because he's he's yeah. gone the right way, but the bot, your man hasn't hit a good penalty, and he just managed to get his hand up. Um, to be honest, no, with I you, think it
1: was throwing it away from him though. I think it. I think if if uh, if Keller just didn't get that far into the corner, went the other way, he'd ah, but be the way saying that's hand penalty. Up, it's like
0: he's nearly got for me. Like, when you watch it from behind the goal, it's like wow, like how the hand yeah. comes up. Like
1: yeah. no, but I think if if that if that penalty is scored, it's probably going right into the corner.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just the technique. He's just that it far was, over. Was, yeah, he's that far yeah, over. Yeah,
1: it was being bent into the, into the, into the corner. You know yeah. what I
0: mean? Laszlo says if Keller was was English, would we be concerned about him leaving? Yeah, it's not about his nationality. We're just saying it. That is it an, is a
1: bit. It is
0: a bit. I know, and, you know? I, I'm being honest. With you, I don't care where they're from. Like I get the whole he's Irish and we like that title. to him. But i I'm, yeah. when I look at Kevin Keller, I go I don't go. He's great because he's Irish. I just look yeah. oh he's great. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we um,
1: look. We're hardly littered with with uh, yeah, world class Irish players
0: yeah because um, Veranda, Veranda makes a, a fair point he says he doesn't seem to be annoyed sitting on the bench has he asked for a transfer or something no he no, only signed a new he's contract only, last year
1: yeah he's, he's, still a, he's still a very young lad like I mean look at him in the interviews and all he's
0: practically looks like a kid yeah and and he's you still know? right Veranda Chase he says like yeah. has he asked for no I think he signed a new long term deal last summer uh, yeah. not the summer gone maybe the summer before but it's not even that. I think his progression is getting to the stage where it's he will end up looking. Going, I could be playing here. I could be playing there. Like I think, like they're going to get interest for. Him. Oh, hundred like percent. They're, they're 100%. going to get interest for him. somebody going, that comes they, up from the championship know. is going to turn around and go. He'd be an absolute steal. Or because somebody as, that just manages says, to stay in the league.
1: He's a top six goalkeeper. That means half half of the half of the league hmm. would want would want them. Yeah. Um, ahead of their own goalkeeper.
0: Yeah. You, you know, know it, um, and, but I think, the look, Veranda could be right and he's happy sitting on the bench. He knows he's going to have to wait this out. Not for, for five or six years. Man. No, but I know, but that's if Alisson stays another five or six years. You know, mm-hmm. Allison, Alisson's at the club now four years, is he? Five yep. years? Maybe five years in, in the summer. Alisson might look in two years ago. go, I've done seven years here. You know, I want to go back to um, I want to try Spain or I want to because mm. that can always happen or yeah. he seems a bit of a can be a bit of he loves Brazil like you know you could see him you could see Allison turning around going football yeah whatever I'm going back with my family you could see him mm. doing something like that and maybe yeah. and Keller probably knows more than us well he does know more than us yeah. but at the moment you are going to get interest for him and that's what will turn his head you know where oh yeah. you know such and such want me you know um, I don't know who that would be Premier League or, or across Europe but if if it came down to it, I'd like Liverpool to turn around. And go. well, I'll tell you what. If you're going to, um, if you're going to buy Dortmund, and you're signing a five-year deal, we're certain that we're in the first three years of that deal we can buy you back at this price. Yeah. Because yeah. within that three years, you're going to know what Alisson's doing. It's because yeah. Allison's going to get to the stage, isn't he? Where he's going to make a decision anyway. Mm. So. Yeah. Um,
1: and I think I I think they actually did that with uh with Brewster when he left, didn't he? Did they,
0: did they do that with they done a buyback, yeah. Uh, with... Or it
1: was a Solanke, someone left anyway. That was a bit of a prospect, Br- Brewster, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was Brewster, wasn't yeah. It?
0: They did did boy buyback on him, but it all depends how, how yeah. long you can get a buyback for. So, if, you, if he signs a yeah. five year deal, the buying club might say you can buy him back in two years, but in four years, you're not getting him back at that price, yeah. Because in four years, he could be fucking outstanding and worth way more than what mm-hmm. your buyback is, you know, the yeah. sort of way. So, it'll be, um, it'll be interesting. <laughs> Um, it's, a, it's a
1: hard posi- it's a hard position to get a decent um player in you know and we've landed on our fee yeah. with allison you know oh, like he's, he's just incredible he's, he's just incredible and it was only there you know every so often i think about that interview after um he scored the header and wasn't obviously too long after the tragedy was that and um i don't think i've ever Watched a post-match interview from a player that was so raw yeah, you and human day, and yeah. real. Yeah, yeah. And just just so real. Like, most players stand in front of the camera, they say, uh, oh, yeah, you know, uh, just always want to do the best for the team. And just the, the usual sound bites. They don't really uh, vary off the script. Um, but uh, it was a five-and-a-half, six-minute interview where it was just so close to the bone and everybody could relate Every, everybody's lost someone in their life and not everyone's lost someone and being stuck in a, a foreign country and not being able to go back um so like it was yeah it was just uh that interview i remember it just blew me away at the time you know to have a moment and he's so uh, religious that he he said like sometimes you can't explain how you've ended up in that position with a ball coming in so perfect to get your head on it like he he said that it's you know the the hand of god uh touched him in his head and he he said that um he, like you know he wishes that I was there saying but he but he but he knows he's watching him um beside god you know so like he's just a just an amazing person apart mm-hmm. from being an unbelievable goalkeeper as well and you can't buy that type of uh leadership or humility you you know, and realness. And I think that's, I mean, that's part of the success story at the club, how, how Jorgen has picked people like him, you know, to come to the club. And you see it with, uh, Keller as well. He's so real. I watched the Ireland train there last year. Keller was there. And, um, there was a, a lot of kids there, disadvantaged kids. And, um, he was, he was all over, you know, and he was, he was brilliant. So much time for everyone. You can see that, uh, you know what, Liverpool are teaching there, and the way the club is at the moment is, is just resonating with, with this type of person, you know. Um, and yeah,
0: I think you know, Sam says there, Alisson will be at the club till his contract runs out in 2027, in his opinion. Then go back to, mm, his I agree, I totally totally. I'll be already. At-
1: goes back, what is he, 29?
0: Yeah, but you're probably looking at four four more years of Allison, mm. which I'm not against yeah. in any way. Mm. But looking at the situation for Quivey Kelleher, <laughs> I think I think it makes it like and and I go back to Veranda's point. Like he hasn't asked for uh, to be sold or anything like that, so it could just go on like that. But for me, if he wants to push himself on, his games at Liverpool will be limited. But maybe he's willing to wait and learn and, and take the games as they come, and then. You know, Alison in two or three years could turn around and say, "No, well, listen, I think it's time and whatever." Um, what age is just kill her? Keller's only twenty two or something, twenty three, I think. Yeah, you know, mm, so ten five, years left years now, as yeah. a career. But mm. look, it's one that probably, probably best left alone, isn't it? Until you mm-hmm. actually hear something on either of them, but yeah, I think yeah. if it came down to where he said, "Look, I need to play regular football because I want to get in the international team and and stuff like that," and I'm just I love it here, but I'm not getting enough games. I'd hope Liverpool put something in a contract where we go, listen, we have a boy back on you for this amount, mm-hmm. for, you know, for the next three, four, five years, and what am I going to take it? Because they're in a good, they'll be in a good position anyway with the with the contract they have. Um, moving on, Everton. Um, like it's just a fucking gift that keeps giving isn't it it's like mm. you know they go away to Barma during the weekend they get beaten 4-1 in the League Cup mm. he makes 11 changes I think for the game on Saturday and I see yeah. da- i seen Dave Downey on Twitter the other day right and Dave Downey right in fairness an Everton fan but he's very honest and yeah. he was he's he seen comments from Lampard saying oh, I'm going to let these players know that these have to do this and do that and and Dave Downey was the opinion that he's not the only one who any favours here, is he, really, by coming out and saying that, the manager in Lampard, because he's just making a rod for his own back. And people are coming yeah. to having a go at Dave, and I was kind of understanding where he was coming from, because don't say too much, just try to get a fucking win and then open your mouth. But they make 11 changes, they go down to Bournemouth, they get beaten in 3-0. Um, there's, there's all sorts going on after the game, there's shorts being given to fans and they're fucking the back of the pitch. Um then there's the stuff coming out that they, they don't even know if they have the money now to finish this stadium um where they're getting the finances from. But and I was listening I listened to the Blue Room today with Dave Downey and a couple of guests, and, and one of them, an American guy, said made a great point. He went, Look, we can we can talk about the break and this and the other. He said, but, and getting rid of a manager. But unless you're willing to change everyone in that squad. Mm. How much is a manager going to do for you? Because he just the, the, the way they look at it is they're going; they're in more trouble than they were last season, and they haven't got the ability financially or otherwise to get over. Like we, 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 we laughed last season when we thought they might go down, but is it another serious attempt at relegation here from Everton?
1: Yeah, I mean they they stayed up with the skin of their teeth last year, and mm. they. As a result, you know, because of the big, uh, you know, together feeling of them all being on the pitch, uh, they seem to really want to stick with Lampard and it's it's just like, you know, that love is blind. <laughs> Anyone outside of everything can see that Lampard is an absolutely useless manager.
0: And he has less he points should. at this start, this point of the season than Rafa Benitez did at Everton last season.
1: Yeah. Of course, because Rafa Benitez is, is a far better manager, you know, he's far more tactically astute. Um Lampard is just about um, I, it, 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 everything, are too big for him. And I mean, I, I use that term a bit loosely. Like, I looked at uh, some of that post match uh, interviews, and it was like, you know, we're at everything, aren't we? We're at this, we're at everything. Of course, right? they need to just let go of that, they need to just stop saying. Because we we're everything we're going to be alright. Just because you won some leagues in the eighties and some um, and some uh, cups, it, like, it didn't work for us. Eventually, Liverpool had to face the reality and and recognise where they were, and buy the type of players that are going to get them back to where they are now. Um, but they seem to be just buying players that are that are. Just not making that in another team that had a lot of potential and they're spending big money on them and they're paying the big money in wages. Like they've got one of the biggest, you know, uh, wage bills towards their revenue than any other club. It's not sustainable. You've got that. I didn't actually realise that about the the stadium not being like this possibility that it doesn't get finished. I mean, that's that's crazy. Yeah. The, last well, last like, year, so there Jono was, there says was,
0: the stadium article he read today was madness. What's happening with the uh, floaty water stadium? Only Everton could spend five hundred million in six years and be worse than they were beforehand. I think the issue with the stadium is, is that <coughs> they got they've got so much as like a grant or whatever it is to, to build, and the rest of it that they went out to get financing for that th- hasn't come true. Um, now the article is there. I read it, read over it quickly, but just basically the thing is like um Everton might struggle to get the finances for this. You know, you have got Uzmanoff wasn't he who was involved and of course his assets have yeah. been frozen. You've got Mashiri who I think is actively looking to sell part of the club and probably mm. doesn't want to invest. When you look at who they bring in in Dwight McNeil, okay. might have been a free Tarkowski free Cody nominal amount. Um you know or loan. I think a loan actually yeah. Cody to the end of the season, is it? And then an obligation to boy Maybe I could be wrong yeah. on that. And you know, it's just when you look at it, it's like people are saying, um "Who's our Papandu says on a series, now who'll be a good fifth of them?" I don't know is the answer because it looks like not,
1: Moyes might be heading out the gap with uh, West Ham. So but did he go oh, back, to him that? back? Fucking right,
0: did he? Right, did he go back to that? Because you have to remember, right, when David Moyes wasn't doing that well at West Ham and under pressure, and and everything talked about getting. Gone or whatever. It was like, oh no, Moyes, what we've moved past Moyes and stuff like that. You know, Sean Dyche apparently, but like honestly, right? Sean should come in and make you solid and probably keep you up, and they'd rejoice in that, right? Mm. But I promise you, the first long ball they play next season to be like fucking Dyche's standard of football, mm. and it they're just so one way then the other, and the club itself, like you, you're talking about um wages to income ratio is mm. fucking madness, like. And yeah. I think they're lucky that they haven't been fined or given points deduction because the, the amount of losses they have over the last three years is something like 380 million quid. Now, they will put that mm. down to stadium stuff, but it can mm. be. That means that you are at a given you're at the losing 275 million on this stadium already. The stadium's only costing 500 and the council up on 280. And so where does that fucking come from? And
1: they only missed it. They only missed out on a a fine under financial fair play with a skin of their teeth.
0: Yeah. I I just Uh, think, I think think COVID
1: saved them and they, the real adjustment. But, well, you look at uh, Newcastle as a case example and the crest of the wave they're riding at the moment, Like they, they've spent similar to what Everton has spent in the last few years. And, they're similar in terms of stature, you mm. know, as a club. Uh, th- they're building, you know, the the future should be bright for them by the fact that they're they're building that stadium.
0: And in fairness to the stadium with the stadium, it looks really well. Like it's a really nice looking stadium. Fifty four thousand yeah. or fifty four something along them lines. Fifty somewhere between fifty and fifty four. A lot of
1: bills. A lot
0: of bills. A lot of bills. But what I'm saying is, you would think yeah. that a Premier League club moving into a state-of-the-art new stadium, you know, all oh, teams are looking up. But, but yeah. they must be going through this season now going, we could literally be going down here and starting the stadium in the championship.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, they've, they've absolutely pissed money away. Like, they've they've had an opportunity and that's why I'm comparing them to Newcastle. Because when your man, my sure came in, like, there was all talk of money and there was money spent. Now there was money spent, but they were spending huge money on shy players, you know, who just didn't work. And I don't know what it is. It's like their, it's like their course, but they just haven't been smart. Mm. And, you know, bringing in Lampard, it's bizarre. It's, it's, it's just once, once you make one poor decision, they they just more, the bad decisions follow, you know, and they're in a rut. It's, we don't have the same hatred as a, as a local would in Liverpool for them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I nearly feel sorry for
0: them. I think I think when you look at it like I no, I don't know. I don't know many people that ray Frank Lampard. I think, you know, I think I think they get away with relegation last season because other clubs around them fault, i.e. Burnley. Um, just don't. They get rid of Deutsch and they have a little bit of a bounce for two games, then they're just appalling. Mm. And yeah. Crystal Palace like literally lie down when they're 2 0 up, literally make a bollocks of our like if they don't if they don't win that game against Crystal Palace last season, when Crystal Palace were two up, by the mm. way. Yeah, they, yeah. they get relegated. They mm-hmm. get absolutely relegated. And all right, he keeps them up. But we're 14 games in here, and he's less points than Rafa Benitez, who was the major problem, remember. Yeah. And they're not doing anything on it. But can they afford to get rid of him? That's the thing. Because when you look at what he's spent, right, it's fuck all. Because they probably can't. They buy a nana and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I don't know how much that was. But that's, you know it's probably the amount of money where you go. Every Premier League club does that. But you have mm. to remember, they could have got rid of Dominic Calvert-Leon, but his form and injury fell off a cliff. And the rumour back in January was that he was going to go to Arsenal. That was the, meant to be the deal in place, right? And then they, they cut off their nose to spite their face with Anthony Gordon. Like, if Chelsea mm. are offering you 60 million quid that young flip, you fucking take it, right? Yeah. Because I think, we're, wearing, I think we were all... He's, but he's in, no way, and... he's in no way hmm. proved himself to be a £60 million footballer and no. you need fucking money. So yeah. you can actually go out in the market and say, right, we get rid of him and we're going to sign three £20 million players. Right Now, they mightn't be the biggest name but we're going to go down what Liverpool do or what Arsenal have go, go, done recently. And we're going to yeah. go really look hard at three areas we need, £20 million a pop, hmm. it's three extra bodies in there and they're probably going to do more than Anthony Gordon because yeah. I don't think that fell has ten goals for, for him. Oh, oh, oh. you know. And it was all about, it was all a PR exercise, wasn't it? We're everything we're keeping Anthony Gordon. Yeah. Anthony Gordon's one round with a brand new fucking hair and, and number and that's, the,
1: that's the that's the biggest damage that they're doing to their club is having this belief that just because they're everything they're going to be okay. Mm. You know, just barely scraped it by the by their bollocks last year to stay in the league. You yeah. know, and if they had it went down, they may never come back up.
0: Yeah, I must look up that. I must look up with, that. With, especially with the with the financial
1: <laughs> situation there.
0: Yeah, I must look up that um article and read over it fully. Mm-hmm. I read over it, I skimmed over it, and kind of got the gist. But I'd lo- i lo- I might actually go back and read that tonight. Yeah. Um, let's finish up with Liverpool Football Club. Um, you have them down as your winner this week. Um, not for the win, but you believe that any investment into Liverpool Football Club is good for everybody come on
1: everyone's a winner aren't they um you know it, it's a good week now since we got to digest the news a potential investment um and having listened to Klopp and linders you know i think everyone is a winner a winner um fsg get their return and in investment supporters get their promise of a squad you know squad investment or uh you know as fans, we get that you know what I mean. That, that that's going to happen. I believe that's going to happen because Klopp alluded to the fact that they haven't been able to spend, you know, because of the model. So talks must have taken place behind the scenes that this investment is going to result in more more investment in players. Um, you know, Klopp he gets an easier time because he's had to he's had to fight hard against the budget. And then players like if they, if there's anything about this season that's they have needed competition for for places, you know, because the effort, the levels have been down. We've had injuries, like we, we haven't been able to afford to get rid of players to so cut our losses on the likes of Ox or, or Keita uh, and bring in new blood. And it's all down to finances. Um, it Look, it's still very unclear uh, what the outcome will be will, will, or what the time frame will be. Uh, but one thing feels certain that there is a plan in place and, and it's for the go to the club. I think FSG have always had, you know, the go to the club by heart uh, at their forefront. And my feelings at the moment, it's going to be investment as opposed to a sale. um, You know, and it's something as simple as clearing the COVID debt, uh, the investment in the stadium and any other debt that's there. And uh, that rather than waiting four or five years, for that extra match day revenue from the Anfield road yeah, that they can start investing that money straight away city reported something like 600 million in revenue Well, liverpool are actually going to do that they, that's that's a fact like that they will have uh made that sort of money city just pretend they did so it will make them more competitive no matter what happens whether it's an investor or takeover um but look and can happen you know uh we aren't sure of the speculation i just think the idea of looking to the 10 richest people in the world uh, as potential uh, takeovers is lazy i mean i don't think you have to be in the top 10 richest people in the world to buy liverpool you know in the context of things um liverpool are um liverpool are, are small you know what i mean the the type of revenue that liverpool are doing in a year uh tesco superstar is doing <laughs> do you know what i mean boil sports their betting company they they do about 1.4 billion in a year um like of, of other examples their sports direct 1.4 billion they do in a year uh like our, our sponsors like expedia 10 billion in a year axis 60 billion in a year like you don't need to be absolutely loaded to invest in liverpool and it's just this lazy idea that uh, Steve Balmer or that Indian guy that I made up is gonna just come in and take over uh, Liverpool. This this whole thing is gonna take place, I would imagine, slowly, methodically, um, and everything will be done and it's gonna just it's just gonna probably leave an awful lot of disappointed fans. I think it's just it's gonna be a takeover from Arabs and oil money and spending like a hand over fist and getting every player you wanted, they'd still have to play with the rules. Um, but no matter what happens, I think it's, I, I can't, I'm really confident with, with Klopp there having a bit of a say, fan representation at board level, them knowing that they want to leave the club if they do, that it's, it's going to be done in the right way, you know, due diligence and everything else. And, um, but look, for me, everyone's going to be a winner here.
0: Right. Couple of things, right? Um I still don't know. Um don't think anyone does know if Liverpool will be sold or not. Right? Mm. I think the, my initial feelings on aware was that they'd made a statement that didn't really say an awful lot. I said this last week on the show. Yeah. And then when it when it came out and I thought the key to it was the whole Morgan Stanley um the other crowd that with them, um the name escapes me. Goldman Goldman Sachs. And Sachs, I was kind of going, okay, that that dimension of them is a bit weird. And you did point out to me, you said, "Gav, look, they were they were brought in as well when Redboard were were investing in FSG." Yeah, for should. They, a, the
1: fella, the fella who heads up Redboard is ex
0: Goldman Sachs. Yeah, so so that's that, that's a fair point, right? But uh, you know, tr- all this thrown in, and, and maybe you can argue both ways. There's a point towards a sale. There's a point th- towards investment. All right. Liverpool make an awful lot of money, right? I know they on that really. well, no, well on that scale, did they, they generate a lot of money, right? Mm. I know at the scale you're going on Amazon and whatever, right? But but it's not. Football,
1: but what the the point is, it's you don't need to look to the, the Forbes Rich List for people who can afford to come in and put oh, money no, no, into no, Liverpool.
0: And I, I look, I, that's absolutely fair enough. But Liverpool do generate, as a football side, in comparison to all the other football teams around the world, mm. a lot of money, right? Yeah. Um I'm of the opinion that the model of FSG is they take the money in and it goes out, right? Whatever goes out is what comes in and it's yeah, it's fairly there or thereabouts. If you look at the if you look at the um accounts. And let's be honest, all accounts have been skewed a little bit over COVID because of you know the hits they've taken and stuff like that. My my biggest thing on this is at the moment this, right? What makes you think right? <laughs> that if anybody walks in there tomorrow and says, we'll take, let's value the club at $4 billion, just for argument's sake, a nice round number. What Mm. makes you think if somebody comes in there tomorrow and says, we'll take 24% of Liverpool Football Club for $1 billion, what makes Mm. you think the model changes? Because Klopp
1: spoke about what way things were in a past tense. Mm -hmm. I think he's well aware of what the plan is here mm-hmm. Um every time liverpool have had a problem fsg have addressed it you know every time they've they've made a mistake they've they've addressed it when cloppers need when you know when he needed players we needed a goalkeeper he went out and bought the most expensive goalkeeper in the world same with the center back and i know coutinho funded that but right now it's very clear that liverpool's squad is aging and mm-hmm. they need players they need top players they there's need no doubt about money. that so Klopp must have had discussions about how are we going to compete? Because FSG are gonna say, well, that is all you have. I mean, um how how can we how can we spend extra money on, on players and not you know not be a and be compliant with a financial fair play when we have all these expenses, a huge wage bill, uh, all the capital spending, you know, the training ground, the two stands, everything else they have a lot of expense you know you can see it by reading the accounts so they had to be creative so maybe they've said when i we're we're speculating of course they could be they could be selling the club as we speak Mm. it could be announced tomorrow that someone i'm only saying that just by klopp's comments it sounds like he was well aware of what's been going on and and this is being done now to make them more competitive now i always felt
0: that but that we'd would mean eventually. But, but 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 excuse me, ignorance, right? But that would mean then that FSG are sitting on a club worth four billion. Okay. Yeah. Now I think that value of Liverpool is probably very close to its peak. Right. No, Un- I don't agree with you. Well, I I think so because the amount of revenue they're making, I don't know where the they uh, they they're all over everything. Now unless a super league comes in where you're throwing another three hundred million a year on it, I think what Liverpool are doing is maximum work to get out what they can, right? So that would mean that FSG would take a billion quid off someone for 25% of their club, right? Yeah, And what? Put 500 million of it back in? So that means then that if the club is sold in five years' time all out for 4 billion, they're only getting 75% of that. Yeah, They've given, given away half a billion quid.
1: Yeah, but, the, but the, like, I, I don't agree. I, I thought that Liverpool were maxed out when Forbes announced that the club was now worth two and a half billion, maybe two mm. years ago. And all of a sudden, it's worth four and a half billion. And look, um, they've got the bankers involved and they're doing a presentation of what the club is worth and probably what the club could be potentially worth should all things come uh, to fruition, whether it's Super League or who knows. Um, we all know now that the, the good boys aren't UEFA and they're doing what the Super League did. I I have my theory on the Super League. I, I don't think it was a it was a long thought out plan. I think they got the word from UEFA what was coming down the line and how much money UEFA were gonna steal on the clubs. And I said, Do you, do you know what? We'll uh, we'll just tell the world that we're gonna do our own fucking thing. And they put together something very quickly and that doesn't mean they won't follow through with it because they they very well, much will. But it came out of nowhere and I think it's only a matter of time before it'll raise its head again. And this time, it will probably have the buy-in of supporters because we're going to see this idea of uh, the non-competitive uh, free places into the Champions League and it, it's going to dilute it anyway. So you may as well just jump ship and go to another uh, league that's going to bring... Um, revenue into the club and not into your UEFA's pockets who we know have treated Liverpool like absolute <coughs> dirt um, we only see them with, the, what, with Paris and everything else so um, I think their the opinion is going to change and that could happen but then again look these guys aren't fools either um, and could happen about TV rights and bringing in extra money again yeah,
0: Jamrock says there there'll be a massive new deal TV with more, with more money and Ola Cunley says Gab, you're forgetting mm. the fact that in the continued increase in TV revenue, LFC uh, probably true values are probably around ten billion. Without the Super League, English football is grossly underdeveloped. But what, mm. right, okay, right, maybe yeah. it does go up. So right. I, maybe, I, I'll, I'll take look, that. Point. But yeah. do you think, like, do you think FSG are going to take a billion quid for twenty five percent of this club, just as a number, and pump half if not more, of that back into the into the club?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like because they they now they know that the RASA is going to slip it by not. And they've had to come up with Like American sports is a totally different structure. And they can, they can use that model successfully forever, but they've seen that they do need every so often they do need to spend big on players. And without, and now we've reached a stage where we don't lose our big players. We're hanging on to players, our best players like, um, like Salah. So that was, that was a change in, <laughs> in approach in itself absolutely smashing the way structure so now we're we're into the um the set the realms of of man united our city of how we're paying our players on paper of course um so so something has to change and they're painters the bad boys but they've done a huge amount of good for liverpool of course they've they they're mutual beneficiaries. Like their their asset has grown from three hundred million to four point five million, and God knows what else. Once the bankers have a look and evaluate the club and evaluate the club's potential, they're going to say to somebody, "Um, well, there you are. This is what the club is worth. This is what we're offering." Uh, there's within FSG. It's not just John Henry and and a few shams. There's something like fifty investors and partners in that whole hedge fund arrangement. So everybody's going to get a little cut. Okay. so if they sell for so, if they so, sell for if they sell look let's just say they sell a chunk of the club for a billion and they only put about 250 million actually directly into the club all the shareholders are going to be laughing their bollocks off and we're going to be laughing because it'll be a, f- a five-year jump in terms of where we are, because it'll, because that's how long it'll take to clear that money Every year, we'd be looking at the accounts, looking at how much money would have to be pumped back in for all them expenses, and especially the 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 unfair road end. But if that can be put into uh, investing in the squad, um, with FFP, they can just say this was spent on infrastructure. This this was we basically bought this stand, and then everything that the club earn can then immediately go on squad investment. Maybe I'm maybe I'm being uh, too optimistic here. But I did believe that eventually it would come a stage where once FLSH had maxed out the, the the size of the stadium and the infrastructure and done all those things. Let's face, like let's not forget, we were t- sleeping for twenty years, and and all that sleeping. It's it's taken 10, 12 years for FLSH to get us back to a point that we're now reporting a bigger uh, income than Manchester United. Who could have predicted that five years ago? Mm. Uh, I, I, they, I get, Manchester United were ahead of us. They did 20, 20 year head start from the early nineties when they says, "Watch this, what we're gonna do," and and they they became the biggest club in the world. You know, obviously with the exception of Real and and that up there with them, and left us in their dust. And FSG have come in and put us back in the map. Like, and I don't, I, I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm fucking being real when I say that. Look what was happening to the club. Look how look how t- our fortunes were changing, and how left behind we were um, by Man United. And all of a sudden, now we're now we're now bigger than them in terms of revenue. And it, Mock, it, needs, it obviously needs to go into the into the squad.
0: Jamrock feels the reason there are so many American investors into football clubs is they they realize it is significantly under monetized. NFL TV deal is one hundred billion over eleven years. Like yeah. Andy. All, all, all I'm saying is, is that FSG's model is right, and, and listen, you, you can like it or not like it, but their model, what their model is, they're exceptional at. I don't think any argument for that. Mm. If, if, because that's their model and they're fucking excellent at it. But what I'm saying to you is it kind of makes me lean towards the will seller, right? Because they, they're looking at it and they're saying to themselves, everything that comes in. Or everything, that go, everything comes in and goes out, matches itself well, most of the time. And we're still struggling behind these other clubs. Plus the fact that if Liverpool go out and sell, what did I say, 25% for a billion tomorrow. And they then decide, right, listen, FHG are taking 500 million quid of that, right? Their investments are covered. Probably more. Right, probably more. 700 million, Right. Because mm. the, it's their money, they take it. Mm. That's at the end of the day, that's their fucking money. That's
1: And they're, putting, the, that's the and, they're, and, they're yeah. and
0: they're throwing three hundred million down on the table and saying, "Jurgen Club, you spend that as you see fit over the next two years, right?" Mm. But no, the, but the model doesn't even have to change. No, no, no. I'm not saying the, no, going,
1: no. No. They're the, going to keep. They're going to maximise their their their
0: revenue income. Yes. We're going to start. But the problem is, Andy. The, the problem is, Andy. The money that comes in, and the, the money that comes in now and what goes out, we're not matching up. You cannot develop that squad with that because we don't have any assets where we can go and get rid of to bring it in and improve, in my opinion, unless you're willing to no. sell big, well, big players. Ta-
1: Gav, Gav, is 600, million, uh, 600 million in revenue is massive and they'll probably do it again next year. Oh, I know. But, the, the following year.
0: Oh, I know, but you then, then you have to this, ask up the up to this point, You'd have to ask to the this question this point,
1: question, a large amount of this. Right, is, so you'd have to, to ask to, the question got at got the end expense. of the
0: 600 million year, how much of that 600 million have we spent in this football club? If the answer is 600 million, right, the model is, you, you, that's the model. But what I'm saying to you is, they're probably, the second thing they're probably looking at, and listen, they could sell, get a fucking part sale, it doesn't really matter, right? What I'm saying to you is, is that they may end up, they may be looking at it and going, if we hand him 300 million, right? Because they want to maintain the value of that club and probably up it again so the the 25% they've sold has no monetary loss to them because they're going to get it on the back end. Anyway, they're probably looking and going, there's two clubs in this country, right, In, in in, in England, that will look at that and go, we'll just make up another 500 million here. So no matter what you do, no matter how creative you are, we will make up the money wherever we need to to put you down. And that's what they're probably looking at. Phil has mentioned NFL teams. Like, they would Mm. love to go into an NFL team because, you know, the money is swamped in it. Mm. There's no relegation. The TV money's off the fucking charts. And, you know, you, you can say they're good, you can say they're bad, but I think one of the biggest things in it is no matter how creative they are, no matter how much you develop or how much they're willing of that money to put back in, there are two clubs, right, and three in Europe, right, in total. That could literally turn around, and go, go and find us another five hundred million. Because if they're putting three in, we're putting five in, and that's how we're going to win this race. Mm.
1: Look, uh, Newcastle haven't spent astronomical amounts of money. They're 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 trying to play. Well, they they look like they're being a, a financial fair pay com- compliant. And City by reporting six hundred million, they're trying to look like that too. Um, City didn't spend a huge amount of money in the last twelve months. Apart from like on wages, Holland's wages, but but in terms of what they've spent on players, they haven't spent a huge amount. I think we probably spent more ourselves since January than City. Correct me mm. if I'm wrong. So City probably will have to relax to keep the wolf from the door. Um, I know behind the scenes they're paying players mad money because they're made up sponsors and everything else, and they have be, they're being very creative. But I think it's it's probably. Overstated how powerful these big super clubs with with the oil money can be. I mean, they they, they cannot just blatantly throw money at the clubs anymore. They do mm. have to, they do have to find roundabout ways, and they're under the eye. You know, um, maybe I'm being totally naive here, but well, I think G-10 Liverpool has Liverpool have spent
0: k- two hundred million in this calendar year. But yeah, but you see, the only thing I would say on Newcastle is right; they've spent two hundred million. But they, they keep doing they, that though. But no, but they probably could have done it anyway without these new owners because they were so fucking tightly ran away my mum wasn't giving them fucking money. Mm. That yeah. like the rumor is Newcastle could spend wherever they fucking like for the yeah. next 3 years once they're not in Europe mm. and they'll be absolutely fine. But you, I just I don't know what way it's going to go. But yeah. you know uh, my, my only thing it, is if it, if it's sold who it, who who it ends up with because I have major reservations over who will be, you know, takes over. I have no problem with a consortium from anywhere coming in and saying, right, yeah. listen, um, we're taking over the club. It'll be a similar model to FSG, but we have got X amount now to reset ourselves, really, for the next two yeah. or three years and then go from there. I have no problem with that. Yeah. But what you're up Galv, against, Liverpool, I think, is a major thing.
1: Liverpool has spent $150 million in this calendar year, okay? Or in and around that, right? That's that's still a lot of money spent on players. Now you can talk about net spend and whatever else. It's probably about 80 million. Uh, but but that that's still a significant amount. But can you imagine that less the 25-30 million that has to go in a season for to pay for the repayments on a stand alone. You know, so that's that's with the two stands uh, now the, the Andy Road and the main main stand, they're going into the club's coffers now. It's probably it's probably 60 70 million extra revenue every year the new night deal is double what a uh, new balance was and only because of covid we just haven't been able to reap the rewards of that we're starting to see the tv money like Liverpool, would be well capable of spending uh 200 million 250 million a year without all those expenses hmm. you know the, the, it was always <laughs> heading that way that they would reach a stage where The squad investment would be, they'd be extremely competitive. Okay, they're not backed by a state, so they're always going to be that bit behind. But we have competed with Man City. We have what what Man City don't have, and that's every single trophy. We managed to compete with them. I just think Liverpool are probably only a small amount of money every season away from competing with them season
0: on season, as long as Klopp stays there, well, so it I, is I, possible. See, I, I think it's um, I think it's going to get harder because I think the rules coming in in twenty twenty five with regards to FFP are well known in advance, and they literally they're literally going to protect these people that are going to make up money in the next three years, literally making it up and walking in there in twenty twenty five. This is what we earn, and people going, "What? Yeah, this is yeah. what we earn." Like Jamrock says. Uh, um, can someone let Gav know the FSG can't own an NFL team as long as Red Bull Capital are minority shareholders. NFL doesn't allow private equity ownership, majority or minority stake. Oh no, I never said Fenway Sports Group would be with Red Bull. Look, like, I think if they were going to if they were going to buy an NFL side, they'd be going on their own to buy. It. You know, How? I, I don't think it'd be I don't think it'd be the um, Fenway Sports Group as you know it now that would go and do it. Like if yeah. they sold, if they sold, if they sold Liverpool, right? Fenway Sports Group. If they wanted to go and own an NFL side, I genuinely believe they would find a way to go and do it as the original Fenway Sports Group without Redboard. Honestly, oh, I, I, don't do. know how
1: that, I don't know how that's possible. Well, but, uh, Cirsten, it, it Red, Redboard, Redboard are the future of FSG. Redboard are going to keep buying uh, large chunks of um, of FSG.
0: Yeah, well, they, they might do, but, but they, so what happens then? They buy out large chunks of them. Who ends up with all the money?
1: If if uh, FSG had plans of buying an NFL team, and I know he wasn't aware of that, I think that I don't think they would have took um took investment from a, a separate company six months ago.
0: Yeah, I know, but what I'm saying to you is, I mean, is, I, is that I, John I if, if, if John W. That. Henry if John W. Henry wants an NFL side, right? There's loads of ways around getting. Around the, the, te- the
1: theory is here. That Liverpool are being sold. That's that's what we're saying here. Mm. To fund um to fund the, the purchase of an NFL team.
0: Well, we don't know if, if they're gonna if 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 know if it, are sold, if we don't know if it'll only be Liverpool.
1: Yeah, but John John Henry only owns 30% of FSG.
0: Yeah, but what but what does what does Redboard own?
1: Ten percent. So 10%. they're the second biggest shareholder.
0: Ten percent. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, they're the second on, biggest shareholder. Andy,
0: come in, I tell you. If if John W. Henry wants to own uh, an NFL site, right, and he wants to sell yeah. Liverpool or anything they're else to raise, they're that.
1: saying they're worth six uh, six billion. The, they, they're saying that's going to be the price to purchase the yeah, Redskins. Yeah. Six th- billion. Well, whatever. So they Liverpool, it. Liverpool are sold for, for, yeah, if Liverpool are sold for four and a half billion, John Henry only is only entitled to oh no i completely
0: that. understand that but what i'm saying to you is if john w henry wants to and, and jamrock if jamrock right and the private equity and stuff like that what i'm saying is is that john w henry wants to own an nfl suit he will own he will go and do his best to own an nfls like that the whole private equity and red boarding won't stand in his way it won't stand in his way it just won't i don't know do you, I don't like know if that. you look, well <laughs> what happens then what happens then if red board horn around and say, we'll buy the rest of FSG off you.
1: Well, I I would, like, before all this announcement, because, look, we don't know what's going to happen. I'm only just giving my opinion. I don't know what's going to happen as much as the next person. I just think it feels more realistic to just believe what they're saying, and they're looking for potential investors. Mm. Believe Klopp and what he's saying, uh, because when Klopp says... know i need more money people want to believe him but when klopp says it's investors it's not the same as chelsea being taken over people don't want to believe him so people are just believing what they want i'm just you know i don't give a bollocks if fsg go like i've got a bit of a reputation for defending them but i've just been i'm just i've always just been real about it that 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 like calling out nonsense and myths and what people are saying it's just not simply true i've just accepted that that is the model that they work under that you're absolutely dreaming if hedge fund investors are going to spend a hundred million on a player it's so high risk that that hundred million player could go from being worth a hundred million um to being worth fucking absolutely nothing investors just don't do that they want to see a return so they don't buy players out of their pocket and i've i've just accepted that since I started to even read read up on on FSU when they were here uh, at the club a year or two, but I was always confident that they would grow the club and do and catch up with what well, what they well, what Manchester United did. So they've done great. If they have sell the club, all the best. I you have, my heart hasn't been broken by a player since Torres left. I'm not going to be heartbroken if an owner leaves, as long as the right owners brought in and this conversation about our morals and human rights and all leave that for another day when we see who's coming in or who's potentially coming in and whether we need to go walk in the streets to uh, to protest against um uh, state
0: ownership it's not only, it's
1: you know, not really, it's leave, not that, only the that, human that rights that conversation thing. that conversation can that, now for me look for me um it's 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 a. It's not so much the the virtual signal or the oh look at me I'm on my high horse about morals and everything else. I realise that Liverpool are taking dirty money anyway from axe and whoever. But but the whole idea of of being able to spend what you want, it just dilutes the club. It just makes us become another Man, Man City or or Newcastle, and the the whole thing would just feel hollow to me. I would like to to see whoever comes in to just keep building the club organically and, and, um, and for just as FSG and and Liverpool, the relationship between the fans, the owners, the manager, the players, it's just, we've all just been mutual beneficiaries here. They've increased the value of the club. We've got lots of trophies. Mm. We've enjoyed lovely football. I want that to continue. It doesn't really matter who, who owns the club. I don't really care. I just don't like people making up, uh, making up, um, like accusations about anyone, whether it's players or whether it's the owners. I mean, they, they, they like you, you, challenge anyone. They're saying they're rob, like you know, they're they're profiteering and they're taking money. Look, have a look at the, have a look at their finances. No, and then they don't want to, they I, don't want to discuss the point any further. But that's the thing. You know, the,
0: the, the the model is what it is, and the, the, we've known mm. that from day one what the model is. Yeah, you know, um, and and that's that's absolutely fine. I think you could make, and and this is why part of me is like, look. Whatever happens, happens. And what can you do about it? Because you can make arguments against selling and part investment. You can make arguments about investment, underinvestment. You can make arguments about, around them all, regardless yeah. of what angle you want to come at it. You know I yeah, sort of Yeah, of way. course you can. I yeah. just, but yeah. I, for me, I just think, I kind of err on the side of, they have a massive asset. But they're, and I, I said this the other week, and, and people went, oh, you're defending them again, I'm not defending them again. What I'm saying is, from their point of view... Hold on, hold on. From their point of view, their their model is what they go with, right? And they probably feel if they go beyond their model, which all of us would like to do, you know, spend a few more quid, um, that's just natural. If they go beyond that, they just feel like, for every pound we put in, these over here are going to put in two pounds. And it's just mm. never going to stop, because you, you, you can't compete. You know, and my big... And listen... Human rights aside because it's a massive issue. My thing mm. with it is, is that if someone comes into Liverpool and says, listen, um, we're at the buy we're creative, but we know we can put 100 million in every year and we're willing to risk that because we feel over 10 mm. years we get our money back, but we'd be fucking me- mega successful and we'd up this um, value and stuff like that. Okay, right? But my issue is that if they start making up figures in order to pump into the club, so you're, you're, va- you're mm. just literally... Yeah making stuff up and that's where sports watching comes in and I'm just completely and utterly against it. I
1: know know I'm against it but but let's let's cross that bridge when it comes to because at the moment look at the point I was making at the very beginning here is people are looking to the the top uh, 10 richest people in the world to buy Liverpool. It doesn't need to be that way because Liverpool aren't bringing in a fraction of the revenue that some of like sort of fucking sports direct i do a bigger turnover than liverpool you know so we don't anyone could take over not anybody but there's there's thousands and thousands of people who can put money into liverpool you mm. know what i mean so it, it doesn't have to be sports washers and all let, let's let cross that bridge when it comes to it if all of a sudden we're being sold to a state then let's have that conversation but right now i think it's it's absolutely pointless mm. I just, I just wouldn't like <coughs> us to be able to spend what we want, um. But I forget I was gonna make another point there, um. I forget now, it's totally escapes me, uh, But I did, I didn't realise that that whole uh, theory that about buying the the Redskins that that's, that's pretty much out the window now. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I, before all of this stuff about the same, I thought um, it's more likely that FSG would be bought fully than Liverpool first. That I thought that they'd be bought out by Redboard at, mm. at some stage, or Redboard plus someone else, uh, that um John Henry
0: would walk away with a big wad of cash. But people have mentioned the NBA. Now, I'm not too sure about the ownership in the NBA with regards to private equity. Mm. Um, I'm not too sure on that. But, you know... I'm kind of, I am kind of looking at some of the rumors going around and kind of going. That's just another name. That's just another name. That's just another name. Mm. You know, DIC throw them in there. Um, you know, stuff like Should that. They were just, they were they were dissolved three years ago. Yeah. So like, it's 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 you know, a lot of it will be put out there for people to just click and read and you know the way it goes, right? But I think you're probably right in the sense of you cross whatever bridge when when you come to it because yeah. you know all we're walking off here really. and I'm not saying people are right or wrong for believing in in sell or whatever it might be, but all we're really walking off here is a statement from FSG when questioned by the Athletic, I think, with regards to ownership of the club. A couple of comments from Klopp, um, and that's about it. Yeah, and look, um,
1: I'm not calling that, athletic journalist the lawyer but look at, he's he's in the game and he's working for a um, an outlet there that they're in the game of generating traffic and generating subscriptions and no better way than to, to get liverpool fans talking for six weeks while there's no football on than to have this story rumbling around um it whether it's a tr- like the club said what they said but this whole story is based around um not denying that they're going that they could possibly sell mm it might suit FSG to have that idea out there that Liverpool are um, are open to a full takeover. But if, if you just think about this logically, you know, Redboard came in and bought 10% of the FSG portfolio six months ago. And 10% are the second biggest shareholder now after Henry who owns 30%. They probably said, let's have a look at your assets here let's bring in the bankers and get a proper valuation because Forbes do this calculation about um revenue and uh, assets and and they just they, they just come up with a figure but the real figure is based on potential and they've they've, they've got the bankers now looking at this closely and um, it gives them a very a very strong um standing point to say to an investor come on in here and um, clear the club debt you know uh clear the the cost of the amphi road development and all of a sudden this club now can start competing again five years early it makes a lot of sense um than than this this idea that oh no 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 they're just they're just gonna sell uh, sell straight away full takeover mm-hmm.
0: That that's what's happening. G10 says, what about, whatever about Irish players, he'd love an Irish owner, Bill Cullen or Mattress Nick. Um, I don't know if Mattress Nick's... The, the,
1: the funny thing is, that there probably is Irish people that could afford the type of money to buy a stake in the club. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, a couple of people in here, just to finish off, and a quantum geek says, Liverpool have employed banks to put together a sales portfolio, not an investment pitch, a sales portfolio. And Jamrock says... A check- that's speculation, by the way. Che- well, that's what he says. And Jamrock says 2.1 million square foot redevelopment around Fenway Park is what he believes. Um, Fenway Sports Group are trying to raise funds for. But look, take yeah, a that. Yeah, but this, so. this
1: this this got this is going to rumble on. Um, this is all spec. This is all speculation. Yeah, um, it is. It is all speculation. I'm only, but I'm on your. Res- I'm on your responding to what's what's being said. You know, from reliable Quarters. Mm-hmm. You know, people that aren't interested in. In uh, just driving clicks and driving subscriptions, they their announcement has investors has been an investor club has categorically said it's different from Chelsea. Chelsea were sold; mm. they're going out to look for investment. Mm. Um, and I I had this. On I think Twitter I think the, I investment, if the
0: investment comes in. You hope yeah. that word is used properly as investment, so it's invested. <laughs> rather than yeah you know they've got this amount they've sold off a bit of the club they're taking the cash now to go off somewhere else and i think klopp
1: has been given that promise because one thing he was very certain about was the fact that how we did things and how how this this change potentially Hmm. um changes things to how how they can will will free up a lot more money to spend um you know did one thing on twitter like about the whole Goldman sachs and fucking uh the big bankers coming in like that uh you get scoffed for for thinking oh you've you've fool, fooled you think these guys are coming in to just for an investment do you think that as if all these people were completely familiar with the business that these guys are in um beforehand they only heard of these uh these banks before yeah but the uh, original the
0: original the original talk on that was and I get your point with that. The original, the original wording on that was, was that Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley were brought in, right, to look for a buyer for Liverpool Football Club. That was the original no. words on that. If you re- if you and, read
1: if you read the Boston uh, Globe, it to- talks about to to weigh up the value of the club.
0: Yeah, yeah. But the, that's what I'm saying. That's why when well, I don't know, it. showed with Kev during the other weekend. The reason I felt the Goldman Sachs team was huge was because the thing I had read. Was the way it was worded? It was they were being brought in to look and pursue um, mm. a possible takeover for Liverpool, and they, they're they're listen, in the business, they're in the business yeah, of doing business an analysis of the
1: of the, but... the, the, the worth. Uh, so whether that's a sale or whether that's a share, we're still talking about probably a deal worth a billion. Uh, when when FSG and Redboard did their deal, uh, the Bank of America were on the FSG side and Goldman Sachs were on. Um, Redboard, sorry, because he's ex Goldman Sachs mm. or, or the other one, mm. Morgan Stanley. He's ex one of them. He was a banker mm. for them. So that's, that's, and I mean, that's, that's, that's how the deal happened. I wouldn't have known that only I, I went and Googled it. But people don't want to Google things and, and look for facts. They just think that just because a banker is involved, it means it's a it's a, it's a sale. Mm. At the moment, we're, we're it... literally, it's look, anything can happen. Yeah, um, but I
0: suppose well, it comes back to the original point you said. Regardless of what happens, we could all win out of this. And, and you know what? It's, it's a fair point because if Liverpool are sold, you know, providing they're yeah. sold to the right people, you're probably looking yeah. at coming in and investing. And if they're partially sold, yeah. they're part the investment, you're hoping yeah. that for the amount of money you're talking, if, mm. if they get fucking 25% of that what money is there... Back into the club it's a huge amount of yeah. money i don't um, give a
1: look i don't as i said Gav, i don't give a bollocks really as long as the best outcome happens for the club but just by Klopp's comments i think we're all going to be winners here that whatever happens it's going to mean more money being spent on players investment in the squad but what what i what i don't like which is which has always been a thing i noticed on social media that that sort of toxicity that develops on social media eventually filters down onto the pitch uh, are into the stadium and gets into the heads of, of rational Liverpool fans so it's just, just to make a comparison um, the journalists start talking about uh, Liverpool buying Bellingham a deal is done it's going to happen next year fans get into their head that this is happening and when it doesn't happen uh, it's, it's pitched as a club failure they blame the owners when in actual fact it wasn't happening in the first place you're blaming somebody for something that fucking wasn't happening that the journalists and the speculation all happened online and uh, they take it out and in the exact same now you can be guaranteed if Liverpool just take a small investment of 500 million or 1 billion in the club um FSA be lawyers because they told the world that they were selling up but they didn't mm-hmm. well, look, and, and that and that sort of thing people just making up the idea and every everybody seems to be running this idea when we're taking over in six months time oh I think it'll be 18 months But this isn't guaranteed. It may only be um, an investment for us, and that's the way I feel it'll be for us. I think FSG eventually will sell. Uh, You know, John Henry's going to want to walk away with a few uh, pound before he he does. Um, So I just don't think it's going to happen. Well, look, you know. Straight after the World Cup, unless the, the unless, it's,
0: <laughs> unless it's miles down the road and we don't know where it because, like you say, would be anything.
1: Especially. Like uh, uh, anything is possible. Anything, anything is, is, possible. is possible. You wake up in the morning
0: and yeah. it's it's, it's, yeah. it's done. But it's but I just safe. don't
1: want people like f- look fuck all these mad bastards online who with with Klopp now dressed up as an Arab and everything else. Um, I'm I'm more on about the the Diesel fan that's on there who who wants the best for Liverpool, like we all do. That's just now convinced completely that the takeover is happening. Don't dis- Don't let yourself get disappointed when it doesn't, because it's probably not. But either way, either fair, way, we're going to be all winners. I, th-
0: I think it's fair. Um, I think it's fair to think about it, but I think I'm thinking about it. I think I think it's fair to think that something is in in the in the in the pipeline. Yeah. You know, I think it's fair to think that. But you know, I've no problem with crossing the bridge of. A part investment or a full full buyout from somebody, I've no, I've no, I've no problem with that. I just, I think my worry, uh, my worry behind it all is, what happens if it's a part investment? What happens if it's a full sale? You know the sort of way. I'm not going to get fucking overly upset or um, delirious, where whatever way it goes, you know. But I would have concerns on in both ways. Um, for yeah. both situations, you know, but look, we better go because yeah. it's fucking 20 past God, 11. Just well,
1: before we go anywhere, my my initial thing when the, when this was announced, I go to myself, do you know what? Here we go. This is FSG getting their little return investment after 10, 12 years, whatever it is now. Mm. And we won't see a penny of it. Yeah. It's like when, um, when everybody thought when Redboard invested, we were all going to get a little bit of money but that was never going to happen because they were investing in the parent company they weren't investing in the in the actual individual subsidiaries there's there's like uh 19 different um subsidiaries under fsg's umbrella uh but i just gone by Klopp's comments that's why i'm saying we're all winners here because i think there is a plan i think it's being said around the table that we're gonna go out here the most creative we can be now is and try and get some uh investors and then we'll have money there to uh, free up funds in the club to be invested into the squad and that that's why i think we're we're going to be all winners and hopefully sooner rather than later
0: yeah um look we'll have to wait and see what happens and i'm sure something will come up in the next little while uh, G10 says, thanks lads, great show again Look, it was, it was, and I really enjoyed it And the chat was absolutely excellent as well Jonathan asked, Gab, any chance of doing an Italian 90 podcast over the World Cup? Um, we'll see what we can do I know, we've nothing on tomorrow night Because we're trying to get loads of stuff ready But Wednesday we're doing a World Cup qu- Draft Thursday we're doing a World Cup quiz um, We've nothing on Friday Because again, we're recording more stuff What's this?
1: Someone says, uh, "Well, well learn on a cheese uh, cake making skills.
0: Oh, all really? right, okay. Um, yeah. We've nothing on on Friday because we're, we're pre-recording some stuff around the World Cup, the group stages, all the teams that are in it, wants to watch and stuff like that. And I know someone else mentioned that earlier. And then we are going to do some watch-alongs on YouTube for certain World Cup games as it goes as well. But during that, if any Liverpool news pops up during the World Cup or we have a free night and we want to do something wherever we want, we'll do it. Um, that's how we usually work and it's going to be hard during the World Cup to bring you Liverpool content because what's going to be happening unless <laughs> FSG gets sold be, or Liverpool gets sold by FSG and it'll be all absolutely mental Um, listen hit the like button on your way out um, subscribe if you haven't already this is all free but by doing so you make it a lot easier for us to keep it free alright um, and Andy Um, oh sorry one last thing um, the push for Lydia um, because of the amount of money raised so far and a cancellation um, she's actually got a date for her surgery so I'll, the link for Lydia is in the description if you can donate to that it'd be brilliant and um, they want to give a one big push to try and get the money sorted before and um, she goes in for an operation I think it's the end of November actually when it's going to be done so if anyone can donate please do link is in the description and if you can't share it across your friends family and um, colleagues people you like people you don't like it doesn't really matter just share it wherever you can uh, Andy anything else before we go
1: no, uh, I would just like to announce that if Liverpool are taking over, I will have uh, full devotion to the new owners okay. as, a, as a top top red by de-
0: definition. Okay. And I'll, I'll, oh, I'll drop
1: a uh, FSU <laughs> like oh, <it's> Arsenal.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, £4,095 raise for uh, Lydia so far. We need to get that to around 6200 I think. But listen, um, kick Ronaldo before you go. Listen. Come here. When you're torn up and you want you you pick Piers fucking Morgan to do an interview with, and you release it just after the game and um, the last game before he head off to a World Cup, tells you a lot about both of them, doesn't it? That has I been. Hope
1: it, I hope it. unsettles Man United in a massive way.
0: Um, I don't think it will. I think it actually helps Eric Ten, uh, Ten Hag makes it easier just to tell him to fuck off.
1: They still
0: they still over an Yeah, I know, but he's 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 made a bollocks of this one. Um, well I'm not getting into him. Uh, that's being winners and losers. Thanks to Andy. Thanks, everyone. The chat. Talk to you soon. Over and out. Nice. Sports Social Podcast Network.